Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in San Francisco Bay Area. Lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never, never miss a week. <laughs> nope. Here we are. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm it's doing very well. Now, as you know, because you were there, since the last episode, we've seen each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, oh, my God, you have a lot of, like, all of that has happened. That's oh, true. so much has happened. So much it has feels, happened, Mike Lawson. It feels, for some reason, maybe a little less because seeing you, I don't know. Like, I guess a lot has transpired. That's A what lot I has transpired. Say. It's been a yeah, it's crazy been. week, you know? Cause we, every week we do this, so it's been a crazy seven days since we've done this. Right. And so tell me, what's up? Well, do you want to? Should we? Do you have a? Do you, do you have a story? Because I have so many stories, I don't oh. even know if we can do it in one episode. I'm a different person, Joe. I just kind of come to this now. <laughs> well, then maybe then maybe you should talk about the the process of seeing me and Carla. Then that could be one of your stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, I enjoyed Carlo's company a lot, mm-hmm. and in the beginning of him getting to the San Francisco Bay, I I'm not telling you anything new, but to kind of just frame the story a bit, we spent, a, I don't know, like an hour together alone before you arrived. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, I had to kind of get to know him. Yeah, you know, this um, is actually kind of important to one of my stories. As everyone should know is Carlo and I were apart for two days because he flew on Southwest Airlines to Sacramento. <laughs> no, that's important to the story, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Yeah. He flew on Southwest Airlines to Sacramento and then he took a bus or train or something to um to the bay area to the actual proper bay area and met up with Mike Lawson cuz I was I was driving from Los Angeles and so I was not going to be there to see him so right. Mike Lawson kindly met up with him and helped guide him through the city of Los Angeles yeah he like uh came to my house and dropped his luggage and then I guess we just sat and talked until you got here, basically. Yeah, what did you guys talk about? I, I still don't actually know, know what you guys talked about. Um, like American things, German things, mm-hmm. you know, some <gasps> differences. Here's a question for you. Did, now, be honest. You're never going to see this person for the rest of your life. Did yeah. he say any negative things about me? No. he. I mean, nothing I haven't already told you. If that's what you're getting at. But he kind of mentioned how, like, he felt misunderstood in some social conversations or social mm-hmm. social situations here in the States. Yeah. Uh, and that so we spent some time kind of talking about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know. Yeah. I don't know if we did we tell those stories on the show. 
I don't think we did. I mean, I haven't done a show with you since then. So no, no, but, I the, but you're talking about the awkward social situations. I know what he's talking about, but I don't know if I told them on the show because I knew we. I don't know what he. Here's what he's talking about. <laughs> okay, because then we also start talking about like the big giant catching up meetup. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the big guys. A Tax whole restaurant was, was hacked <laughs> to uh, to to see us. Anyway, um, no, you know, okay, I'm there. Okay, how do I put this? I'm gonna call mild bullshit on him. All right, there was one that was okay. I could see it as you know, uh, straight up misunderstanding. So, did I yeah. tell the story in here about me and Taylor and the rainy day in the Royce Hall? Joey, I haven't. I don't know. Okay, we, guys, on we he, don't usually on do this. Up, no. Yeah, I don't know. On catching up, we didn't. Did, did, did I tell this story on catching up? Anybody who's listening, you have to, everyone should know. There's a chat room who's listening right now. But I don't know what I've told Mike privately. I don't know what Mike knows publicly. Because why don't you just pretend we know nothing and start? There's people here who haven't heard it. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's just do that. So briefly, and, then, kind of, and also I'm kind of high, so then I'll oh, it'll. Oh, okay, okay. Me. Eve Adams says we have not told a story on catching up. Okay. So on one of the, it was a very, very, it was a rainy day, Mike Lawson. Yeah. Um, a day unlike any other It was day. a day like, unlike any other. It was <laughs> raining, uh, pouring rain in the city of Los Angeles, right? But um, I was giving him a sort of driving tour of LA. It was like a, it was like on and off rain. But when it rained, man, it rained, okay? So uh, we were in between, we went to two Getty museums. There was one in the morning. And then there was one at night, in the even afternoon, right? But in between, we did. I did take him to UCLA because I think UCLA is a beautiful campus. And in particular, there's one building at UCLA called Royce Hall. And maybe if you, if I say that to you, that doesn't mean anything. But it's one of these buildings that looks like college. And so, because it's in Los Angeles and it looks like college, it's in a lot of TV shows and movies playing the role of generic college. Okay? Gotcha. So I thought, oh, he might like to see this. So we go there, but when we get there, it's pouring rain, okay? Now, just so you know, uh, I had called Taylor T. Latte Boy, uh, Afterthought Media personality, Taylor the Latte Boy. While we were driving around earlier, he didn't pick up. But as we're driving up to Royce Hall and it's pouring rain, Taylor calls me, okay? Yeah. So I find this parking, and we're there. And uh, the place is empty because it's pouring rain. And so, like, we can't... Royce Hall is outdoors. There's no way we're going to go out and look at this place while it's raining, right? But I use this app called Dark Sky. Do you know this app called Dark Sky, Mike? No. Oh, it's actually really... It's it's creepy how accurate it is. But it'll tell you, like, oh, it's going to stop raining in 10 minutes or something, right? So I think it said something like that. So I'm like, oh, let's just wait it out. So so I'm talking to this tailor. We're talking for 10 minutes. Carlo is like, you know, playing games. Like, I think he was playing a doodle jump on his phone. All right. Well, then the rain stops. So Taylor and I are in the middle of a conversation, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say this Carlo gave us like three minutes or something like that. Okay. Now, by the way, I'm going to just cut. I know Carlo listens to the show. He might chime in and say that, that it was, you know, a different time. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to say Carlo probably has a different version of the story. Right. Yeah. But then he goes, 
you have a weird kind of like straw man in all of this, but we'll, we can get to that okay. at the end of this. Okay. Then he goes, uh, can we just do this later? And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, whoa, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor was like, okay, well, I guess you got to go, Joe. And I was like, so I far, your stories are identical. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't I, tell it really any different. Yeah. I think he's saying he's misunderstood in that that's the way somebody would say, like, hey, look, can we use this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he just feels like it's not as rude as how you interpret it. And he thinks that's something that's kind of lost in translation. And that's the one I agree with him on. That's the one I'll give him that. Okay. One, right? Now, the day that we're going to take him to uh, the airport where he's going to fly Southwest Airlines to <laughs> Sacramento. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I can't wait to figure out why it's important that he flies I'm Southwest. scared about this story because he I, – now, I, for the record, I've reached out to Carlo several times. We've, we've messaged each other since he's been back in Europe. But I said, I really need to talk to you before we do catching up. And he's just been too busy to connect, right? But okay. it's, it's because of this story I'm going to tell you. Anyway, not the story. The, the Is this something the I Southwest. know? No, you don't know. This happened literally seconds before I dropped him off at the airport. Okay? Okay. To go home. To go to Europe. Okay? So anyway, we're not there yet. So now we're in Palm Springs. I'm about to drive him to Ontario Airport so he can fly Southwest Airlines to Sacramento. Okay? And the guy who is the owner of the Airbnb we were staying at had given us a list of cool neighborhoods in Palm Springs. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had some time to kill. So I said, why don't we, and he was all for what I'm going to tell you, to go through the neighborhoods, the, the kind of cool mid-century modern neighborhoods and see, you know, Palm Springs finest real estate, which is kind of a cool thing to see in, in Palm Springs. And he was all for that. Yeah. But as we're driving around, I'm thinking it would be funny, amusing to put on kitschy, uh, in fact, I should, you know, this is an audio podcast. I can actually put it on right here. To put on, like, kitschy uh, music to that you would do with Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is kind of like how you turned on the Thriller song when we drove through that cemetery in Oakland. <laughs> Very have, good point. You have yeah. a shtick. Yeah, I have a shtick. I like to do, you know, um, hilarious things like that to, to mm-hmm. do that, right? So, like, we're I'm driving around and I'm playing music like this. I'm a little right here. Okay. Wait. To me, this is Palm Springs. Yeah. Right? So we're driving around. I think it might actually be this song, right? Okay. We're driving around, and then we finally... And I'm doing this, and we drive from point A to point B. Okay? So when we get to point B... He wants to get out and walk around and take photos of the neighborhood and stuff like that. So as he's getting out, he says, okay, I'm going to go take pictures. Also, when we get back, could uh, you change this music because it's really annoying? And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. I've, I've been ordered, right? I've been yeah. ordered. So as he is messaging... Uh, as he's taking pictures, I immediately get on the on the horn and I start messaging Sweet Michael, right? Okay. And I go, "Tell me I'm wrong here, right? Because I want because this is is this a, a miscommunication?" And Mike and Sweet Michael's like, "I don't know. That's kind of forward. Does this tell you that the music's annoying?" And everybody has agreed that this is the kind of music if you're going to be funny that way. That, this is Palm Springs. 
Yeah, but doesn't that make it okay then? Like, if you were like, mm-hmm, let me put a favorite playlist, and then he's like, this is annoying, Joe. That's kind of rude and insulting, whereas you're like, this is a joke, and it, I don't know. How long do I have to put up with the joke, Joe? It's annoying. Let's move on. Let's have a good day. Yeah, but it's I, just I like, almost it's, feel like it makes it better that it, he just said the insulting thing about your joke. I kind of feel like, you know, ultimately, this is my feeling, by the way, and maybe it is sure. a cultural thing, but I'm like, mm, ultimately, you're the guest in my car. And if I want to play fucking white noise. Now, by the way, I can understand a conversation, yeah. you know, but it was literally like. Can we change the he music? He went red to green, and he didn't give you a yellow. Yes, sure. yes. But like, I don't know. I don't think it's that. Like, it's insulting, was yeah. it? Uh, I was insulted, right? So then I tell Sweet Michael, yeah. I go, you know what? I'm gonna have a conversation with her when I drop her off at the airport when she takes Southwest Airlines to Sacramento. <laughs> so knowing I'm gonna do this, I'm miss. I am that. I in fact now I am just like. You know, oh, and you I kept th- it on. No, 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 no. I played his, uh, you know, Camila Cabello or whatever he wanted to listen oh. to, right? So, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, just driving around going like the whole time knowing, oh, this motherfucker's going to get it when I get to Ontario Airport to drop him off at the Southwest Airlines Terminal, right? Yeah, yeah. So, do, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to go to this neighborhood? Go ahead. Euro, I'm going to drop you up in this neighborhood right here and just, just wait until we get to the airport, right? So we, he gets in there. I'm in a jolly mood. We drive. And then we time to go to the airport. We go to the airport. We're driving now. It's about, uh, you know, 45-minute hour ride to the airport, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and so, wait, now Zippers here says, it's just funny, because, you know, Eve Adams is, is explaining it's a cultural disconnect. He, now, Eve Adams, who is, says, Canadians and Americans walk on eggshells to comfort people. He said, many Europeans are far more direct. Mm. Interesting. Now, Zipper says, guests shouldn't be held hostage. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think anyone's innocent in all of this. Yeah. Wait, hold but, up. Yeah. So, yeah. when we get to the airport, I go, listen. I go, I'm nice about it. I said, we're going to be away for a couple of days, right? We're going to be apart. I go, when we meet in the Bay Area, I want to have fun. Can we just have fun? Can we just be friends? You know? And I told him, I go, I thought that was kind of rude about the music, you know? And he was like, oh my gosh, oh my God. He was so horrified when I told him, right? Yeah, and he was like, uh, "I, I, you know, did a, did a hum and a hum and a hum." And I was like, "Okay, bye. Have a nice flight to Sacramento." Right, right. So we go to Sacramento. So I, so I know it came up in Sacramento because he told me, and maybe he shared this with you, Mike Lawson, because he, he went did. to go see a German friend get yeah. married. So he brought up with the German friend, like, "Hey, have you run into this problem?" And I guess she said she had. Right. Where Americans just there's a a cultural disconnect with sort of like the diplomacy of saying these kinds of things, I guess, you know. Yeah. And so then and I I will say I'm going to tell everybody that once we met up in San Francisco, everything was fine. Uh, There was a brief I was just like I was hangry. You know, I had Mm -hmm. a little bit of a tantrum, but that, that that's all on me. That one is all on me. Right. 
Yeah. Um, but other than that, like everything was very, very nice from San Francisco till when he left. You know, no okay. complaints. Um, the only thing to get to the Southwest story is when I dropped him off at the airport before, I think I told him, I go, oh, listen, you're going on Southwest Airlines. I go, just so you know, they kind of try to brand themselves as like a wacky airline, you know? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, you'll see the, 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 uh, the flight attendants are wacky and they say wacky things and they're trying to be funny and stuff like that, right? And he goes, oh, okay. So he flies, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting perception that I would never have called out, by the way. But go, please continue. Yeah. Oh, you don't you don't get that perception from Southwest? I mean, now that you've said it, I'm like, okay. But I would have never, if I were having to write the Wikipedia article on them, I would not have included it. Oh, interesting. That's what I always think. Yeah. You know why I think about it? Because I don't like to fly and I actually hate it. You know? Like, I'm yeah. always like, stop fucking around. This is a serious business. Okay? <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, so now the the whole weekend, I mean, literally now at this point, I'm dropping him off at LAX to fly back to Germany, you know? Mm-hmm. And as we're in traffic at LAX, I'm talking, we're seconds away. We're actually in LAX proper, right? So we're like a minute away from dropping him off. He says to me, oh, by the way, oh, could we pass the Southwest Terminal? You know? Yeah. He goes, oh, by the way, you're so right. Um... Southwest is a really wacky airline. Huh, and uh-huh. I go, oh, yeah, what happened? He goes, like, oh, well, we had this one flight attendant, and she was wearing a Santa hat and a crown. And I go, that's Southwest. And he goes, yeah. And then there was a guy who was, you know, dressed up like Gargamel. And I go, from the Smurfs? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I go, was he wearing a mask? He goes, no. No, 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 no. And I go, what does Gargamel yeah, wear? Well, yeah, and he goes, no, he was just a really ugly old person. Wait. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, he was just like a really ugly old person. So I was like, oh, Southwest, this Joe was talking about. They're, they're wacky. They're old people. Yeah, and I go, <laughs> I don't think that they were being, I think it was just an old, ugly person. And he goes, ha, 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 no, Joe, why would a, why would an, air, like, they're known for hiring attractive people to be flight attendants. Why would they hire an old, ugly person to be a flight attendant? It's because, like you said, they're wacky. And then he was like, bye, thank you for the trip. And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> a fetazan. A fetazan. You know, and I was like, oh, my. <laughs> My God! So I want—I didn't even get a chance to share. Like that's what I, the takeaway I got from that, that he said that, and um, and I actually don't feel bad. I think he would—I think he would agree. He would be like, it's, it, it, "That's not one of my Joe Batan's exaggerations." Like that's literally the conversation, nearly word for word. Was he mm-hmm. didn't? He was like, "No, Joe, the, uh, airlines don't hire old, ugly people." I wonder if he had a few more minutes to keep the conversation going. If you had maybe. Maybe he didn't articulate himself. I don't know. That's why I, I know. That's why I wanted to talk to him about it beforehand. But I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. I kind of like took over your story. What were your so? What was your experience with Carlos? So you meet up with Carlo, and Wait, then, no, I'm done. We talked. Well, we then we, yeah, we, we then you and I then we met up. We went to go see. Um, uh, hold on for a second. There's a lot of going on. Oh, stop. Oh yeah. 
time for Mike and Joe on the Isle, San Francisco edition. Today we're talking yeah. about uh, the Peaches Christ production of Femlins, starring Detox Fifi O'Hara and Ms. Cracker. Also, we went to go see Hamilton at the, the Orpheum Theater with Mike Lawson and Carlo. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so let's let's chat about that, Mike Lawson. So go ahead. So, so go ahead. Joey, uh, show it the show. Uh, drink in between, and then Hamilton. That like on that timeline. Plus, you were like driving here. Mm-hmm. That is anxiety that I would not have signed myself up for unless it was you. And I really wanted to spend. We that made much it time by the skin of our teeth. Things. Yeah, we made it by the skin of our it, teeth. And I don't. I don't. I usually give myself lots of padding mm-hmm. if I have tickets for something. You know. So that that was a lot. But I we we did it seemed, all fine. You seemed fine. Well, we were late to the Castro, by the way. That was anxiety. Luckily, that one lady just moved. <laughs> like it's like literally at the Castro, we sat down and the lights went down and they started the show. Yeah, it was just like pitch black and we had to like sit. But that woman just moved yeah. uh, in our aisle, so like it wasn't very difficult. Yeah. Um. But the Castro show was good, right? Mm-hmm. Peaches Christ does her job. Yeah. Um puts together a decent show mm-hmm. gremlins is weird mm-hmm. fifi, fifi o'hara was great yeah i don't know it was good I they were all good you know it luckily too it was the right length for that type of show yep yep you know you don't want it to and, be too long and i think that um peaches christ does a really good job of like not taking herself too seriously mm-hmm. but like taking this shit serious enough that you're not just sitting there thinking like what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. like it had a stupid storyline that was at least you were able to follow it even though they would like go on weird tangents that had to do with drag race jokes that i didn't always understand Mm -hmm. but it was it was a good time on the aisle yeah and then they had a, a um a costume contest that was really cute because you were supposed to dress up as your favorite 80s icon. And I think only one person actually followed the rules. Uh, yeah. Some people just dressed 80s. Uh, and then this one kid, a little boy, like probably six, you know, yeah. seven. And he dressed from the 1880s. So, of course, he it's by <laughs> applause. So, of course, he won the whole thing, which was a prize package. I don't know why a little kid would want. It was like literally like a box of condoms or something. I don't know what it was, right? It was like, <laughs> you know, like why would this little kid want this? And then, um, yeah, and that was that it's show. It's a gift card for like a local bar. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was paying the price for the Castro forever. I didn't think we would. Because the plan was, all right, we'll hit the bar. We'll go to the Castro. We'll take uh, an Uber. We'll go to the restaurant. And then we yeah. will go to the theater, which is right there. So I wore these boots that even, they're just, they're not meant to walk in. I know, ha, 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 the song, right? So, like, uh, Mr. Fitness, Mike Lawson, had us walk all the way from the Castro Theater to the restaurant. How far was that, Mike Lawson? Like, two miles? Well, I should say, though, that first, like, the offer of a lift was there. And then we're like, well, let's walk a bit. And I'm also like, we could get on the F. Like, we could just hop on right now and mm-hmm. take that down, um, like a trolley car. Uh-huh. The, like, those were all batted away. Mm-hmm. But then when you finally were ready to lift, we were like a stone's throw from the place. So, like, you made it far enough. And I all I did was say, like, well, like, at this point, you might as well just 
get there. Yeah, but my because you're gonna like, sit here and wait for a yeah. lift, and like with this way the streets are, they're gonna have to go around the block to even get you. It's mm. gonna be a yeah. My, my feet were cut up for like a week after, like like the the. I think the Did you bring were, any other shoes? Yeah, yeah, you had other shoes. The next day, I wore normal shoes. It was just from that, like those boots. They just cut my feet up. It, it was really awful. Anyway, so then we go see this Hamilton. I'm gonna tell you, Mike Lawson, I had seen Hamilton before. At uh, in Orange County, and I remember I was just like, meh, right? Um, but I think I feel like a lot of people I know have had this experience with Hamilton, where I liked it so much better the second time. I feel that the production that's at your theater is a better production than the touring production that I saw. I and mean, that's. I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I both sense. agree the king is not the strongest king. But everybody True. else was, you know, from the Alexander Hamilton to the Thomas Jefferson to the George Washington was really good. I even the- think George Washington is amazing. I think the ensemble is really strong as well. Uh-huh. Everything about it is just good. Yeah. I like the Hamilton a lot. Um, I've started, like, cyber-stalking him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, checking his shit out. And yeah. I'm, I'm into him, man. But I don't know. I, I like the whole thing. So I'm glad you enjoyed it too. Well, the Thomas Jefferson's hot, right? Didn't I? Yeah, think he was Thomas hot? Jefferson is hot too. Yeah, and the sound Lafayette is really good too. at your theater. I mean, they're the same guy. Yeah, the sound is really. Well, good I at think theater. that's one of the benefits of not being a tour is yeah. since this production is there, they can perfect it in that space. Where now, when you're a tour, you don't have that. You know, you you make a little tweak here, and then you have to adjust that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you give a mouse a cookie. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have a question for you that maybe I should ask you off the air, but so there was a large gentleman in the production and then all of a sudden he vanished and he was replaced by an understudy. Yeah. Do you find did you find out what happened to him? Is he okay? No. I don't know what happened to him. Um and I I didn't even look into it. But that was really interesting is at intermission they were just like and now the role will be played by <laughs> It was like the last season of Roseanne. What happened the last season of Roseanne? Well, like, Becky came back, but they replaced Becky for a bit because she went to college. Like, she literally, like, really went to college. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. very good. Well, <laughs> that's Mike and Joe oh, yeah. on the aisle. So, uh, just going back a, a half an inch, mm-hmm. I've seen the show four times and every time i see it i'm like oh shit that's what that means or yeah, like yeah oh this lyric means that yeah and english is the first and only language i speak mm-hmm. what do you think carlo thought of this carlo show? loved it carlo oh, yeah? loved it carlo yeah big okay. thumbs up from carlo i will say look guys it might I, seem like I'm much much of it he was able to absorb he said he got the gist of it but you know yeah. uh i will say guys you know um it sounds like I'm bitching about Carla. Like I said, um, for the most part, and, and I think this would be true. It could be anybody. It could be Mike Lawson. When you spend, you know, ten of yeah. twelve days with a person, like sixteen hours a day, you're just glued to each other. To have like literally, I just named you all the annoying the parts where I was annoyed. That's yeah. not bad, actually. Well, similar to how I was telling you about the co-worker who spent a week with me mm-hmm. and so we worked together all day then mm-hmm. came home from work together mm-hmm. and i think that's you have like a sound clip of me saying like i want to kill her uh-huh. and that, that's from that week i want to kill did her nothing wrong yeah 
Yeah, so. no. Carlo was perfectly lovely. He was perfectly fine. It's just like, and look, I even, he sent me a really nice text message when he got back, and I said, listen, sorry I was grumpy. I'm a grumpy old man who, like, if he doesn't get his nap in, I'm going right. to be grumpy. So, yeah. and that's true. Like, I have to get my nap in. <laughs> I didn't get my naps in. There are people in the world, kind of like Steve, my mm-hmm. ex, yeah. who they don't get annoyed by people, and therefore... I don't know, like, I don't know, things that should bother people and make you kind of, like, have healthy, good relationships that kind of, like, are the yin to your yang, so to Mm -hmm. speak. Like, that doesn't happen because you're just friends with everyone. Yeah. If that makes sense. You don't have, like, people that, like, really are, you know, your friends. You're supposed to kind of, like, little and rub up against, you know, there Mm -hmm. should be some abrasion sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everything was so. perfectly fine. I, I rated it an 8 out of 10. Nine out of ten <laughs> cool. Nine, 9 out of 10? I don't know what I'd call it. I don't know what it would. Um, okay. Uh, any other stories, Mike Lawson? Uh, no, I'm going on a date tonight. I oh, wanted yeah. to tell you that about... Mm-hmm. So the, this um, lawyer guy, mm-hmm. we made a name for him. And it's not his real name. Um, I feel like a really well, dumb name, like Bill, like an easy name. Like, like yeah, so Bill Bill and I uh, went on a – we had drinks the other night and had a really, um, like, f- forward, honest, weird conversation where – have you ever heard of this book, The Ethical Slut? No. It's like a bestseller. It's kind of just like – um, a long book that tells you how to communicate with people if you're not having like a traditional monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. How to like, I don't know, navigate things kind of ethically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the title's kind of sensational, but mm-hmm. um, the content so far, I just started reading it, is mm-hmm. interesting. So we started talking about that and we started just being bizarrely honest. Um, and like, I don't know. We're, I'm going over to his house. He's cooking dinner, but then we're going to fuck. Like, this is the lawyer. How, not the therapist. I don't remember the lawyer. When we met at the gym and I was forward and asked, and, uh, asked, for, asked to go out. The one that you is thought that was hot, but he was boring? And he listens He's like, super boring, yeah. He listens to Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 cooks, this is a, wait, this is a huge, wait, 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 this is a huge development. The last time we spoke on this show, you were like, oh, fuck this guy, like not, but not in the literal sense. You know, yeah, you were like, I'm we, so done with him. We've made out and that's it, right? Uh-huh. So, and he's boring. Mm-hmm. So he invited me to drink. So I just said, you know, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And while we were having drinks, I was kind of like still in that same space. I'm like, okay, Comper's confirmation that i'm like bored mm-hmm. by this mm-hmm. and i don't know then we when once we started talking about this book mm-hmm. and realizing we're both on kind of the same page that like mm-hmm. whatever uh we wherever we are in life is kind of similar mm-hmm. then he i don't know he just invited me to come to his place tonight mm-hmm. and with kind of like very clearly just said like he'd be down to fuck oh my gosh if, yeah and you guys have not and had was, sex yet? We have not, no. Ooh, We've actually only, like, um, kind of made out, but even that wasn't, like, intense. Not it to be like, forward, because you don't talk about this stuff usually, but does have you guys had the conversation <laughs> about, like, sexual positions and preferences? 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, it's, it's we did because mm-hmm. he was telling me that he just purchased like a installation for a shower dildo thing or a douche thing, not a dildo. You know what I'm talking about? No, but I go ahead. I but but I know no, I do know what you're talking. I've seen it. Yes, I've seen them. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. But all my all my top friends have one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because uh, so. I'm going to tell you something. It's so funny you say this. I got when I redid my bathroom, I got a new bidet. Okay. Yeah. This bidet, Mike Lawson, it's so powerful. Okay. But don't. I'm going to say it should call it a bidet because <laughs> it. When I want it to, I can put it full blast, and it essentially gives me a mini enema. Okay. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm into it. <laughs> I've I've looked at these on Amazon since I mean this is the third time I've heard your recommendation. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just can never make the leap, you know? Yeah, well, look. I I've never used that. a bidet in my life. Mm-hmm. Um I Joey, I have one more story. Do no, you want to tell ahead. a story before I tell you? Oh, sure. We have look, we it could be a mishmash of things today, because I actually have technically like two or three stories. Um, Mike Lawson, so I, you know a little bit about this, even though I don't know you know if you know the I don't think you know the details, but um uh friend of the show Danny and I uh mm. go once a month to this event called Queer Traffic. It's in uh they have it at Fourth Street Market in Santa Ana on the third Wednesday of every month. Uh, and, uh, we, we tend to go every month or every other month. We try to go every month. That's not always successful. And when we go, it's generally like, it's just, it literally is it. What I like about it, it reminds me of when you and I went to go see Rufus Wainwright. I don't know if you had this experience. Remember, this is how I felt about when we went to see Rufus Wainwright at Hollywood Bowl is I loved going to a gay event that wasn't overtly sexual. You know, like yeah. on the no sexual, like, like fucking and shit like that, right? There's a place, there's a time and place for it. Sometimes I have to go. It to wasn't get... like soaked in alcohol either. Yeah, like a lot yeah, of yeah. times it's just like the floor is sticky with booze. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was it was just like a fun gay time, right? And queer traffic, and I really do think because it's run by lesbians, uh, is kind of the same way, right? Where it's mostly, I would say it's like sixty to seventy percent lesbian, mm-hmm. and um. And then the rest of it is gay, obviously. And then um, gay men. And uh, it's just like doing crafts. Like this one, because it was December, there was like a mug exchange. And they had hot cocoa and cider to give out. And like, it was just... well, like, where is it held? In what kind of place? It's held like, there's like like one of those, like, you know, like um, upscale food courts. You know, mm, and in sure. the in the back they have they have a name for these upscale food courts. I remember what they like call them. dining halls. Yeah, or dining. Thank you, a dining hall, right? And then a uh, food hall, and in the back they have like a an outdoor, really nice little patio, right? Cool. And they have it there when the weather's nice, when the weather permits. Yeah. So uh, Daniel and I go to this, and typically we we'll just sit there. We might chat with other people, but we mostly just catch up, you know, have a beer and or hot cocoa or yeah. whatever, and just chat, right? And like I told you, I've been very um, cute date. Yeah, I, it, it, it's, it, I've been very like testing the waters with this Daniel. Okay. Yeah. And just dipping your big dick in. Yeah, dipping my big fucking Mexican dick, 
my uncut Mexican dick into the uh, into this, right? And this time, maybe I don't know if the beer there was something in the air. I was just, I wouldn't say no one would call it forward, but I was far more forward than I have been, you know. Okay. And he was very giggly and receptive to it, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. huh. I like this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still very like, huh? Like so at the end, actually. Um, and I'm, I'm actually trying to do a good job of not reading into this, you know? And, uh, at the end we were walking back to our cars and he was, his car was another direction, but he's like, I'll walk you to your car. And as we're walking, we pass by, it's in downtown Santa Ana, which is still very like 1950. So there's like window displays. Yeah. And there was some shitty Mexican, um, uh, like, uh, br- like dress store. I can't remember what it was called. Like quinceanera dresses, yeah, like that kind of stuff. And so, like, I um, I, I'll make up a name call. I'll call the name uh, quinceanera. You know, that's not what it was called. But I can't remember what it's called. You know, and um, yeah. we're walking by there, and I just did like a ten minute routine on this quinceanera dress place, right? Yeah, and then we continue on to the dress place, and then when we got to my car, he was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna." walk to my car and i was like okay right Mm -hmm. and then uh when he gets in the car uh oh zippers had a good question by the way in the chat room when i got in the car i go um uh i go you know what why i'm such an idiot you know why didn't i we could have yeah. we could have gone somewhere else. We could have just talked in the car. Who knows, right? Worst so, fucking gay guy. I'm worst fucking gay guy ever. Right? He didn't even get a chance to steal my underwear. So I text him and I say something along the lines of like that was weird, right? We could have totally kept talking. And he's like, Yeah. He goes he said something like, Yeah, we could have, and you know, but you didn't want to. You wanted to get to your car or something like that. And then I said something, then he said, You also had to stop and he goes, you were just, you know, so uh, enamored with, you know, the quinceanera shop. And then I said, and then I wrote, this is where I was smooth, Joby, Joby smooth, right? JB smooth. Mm-hmm. I went, it wasn't the quinceanera shop. But he didn't okay. respond. But I didn't really read that much into it. I was just like, meh, I put it out there, right? Yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, we've texted a little bit since then because my brother gave me hockey tickets. Everyone should know Danny loves hockey. And so he goes, oh, you should take Danny. And so I invited him, but Danny had something to do that day. He wants to see if I can get uh, tickets for another day. So I talked to my brother about that. But yeah, that's kind of where it is. It was very unmistakably flurry. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> the only tricky thing is I don't, you know, when you've known for someone for as long as I've known Danny... How do you mm-hmm. take it there? Like, like for instance, with How you, you with this, it? yeah, with you with this lawyer, if you go for it, it's and it doesn't work out. Like, meh, you didn't know him. Yeah, right, right. This is like a person I have like a twenty year relationship with. Like, how do you go I, for it? Yeah, like put go out on a limb. Yeah, when you're that high up, I get yeah. it. Yeah, and then also, I'll be honest with you, and I know you don't want to hear this. I don't even know where I am emotionally on Aiden. Uh, I could bore you with details. I don't think you want to hear about it. Nothing's really happened. I just continue to be a crazy person in that. And yeah. I, I have zero idea where he stands. I will say this. This is what I will say. I am such a crazy, insecure person 
that I can't see how he would ever want to date me. And I'm talking about Aiden, right? So let me rephrase. I don't see how Aiden would want to continue things with me because I'm such a crazy, insecure person. I feel like that's fucked over. And I think I should just like move on and just not even address it anymore. Not unless I'm just saying like, not even like, just pretend like it never happened. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm torn. Yeah. I think you're doing some like fortune telling or, you know what I mean? Like you're having, you're reacting for somebody else. True. And then reacting to those reactions that you just made up. Mm -hmm. But, um, huh. But I know in terms of me and Aiden, you don't ship it, so. Ship it? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Well, you know how me and all the kids talk like that? No, I don't. You have to explain it in real words. It means you approve of the relationship. And I know you don't ship it, so you don't approve of it. Oh. I mean, approve isn't the right word. Um, but it's a way to sum it up. I just think that, ugh, it's weird that we're recording this, but like, and it actually has nothing to do with actually Aiden, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. actually who, like the, the circumstances of Aiden, mm-hmm. uh, I think Aiden could doesn't, do again, where is where Patreon comes in handy? Atri- pa- yeah. Aiden is not a Patreon supporter. It just feels weird to like, know this is being recorded and could be. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. but I just think you could do better, mm-hmm. and not that Aiden is like an awful person or anything. Mm-hmm. There's anything awful about him, but rather just the circumstances. I don't think he could provide you with a really fulfilling sort of relationship that you deserve. It's so funny. Today I was a uh, my cousins had like a little you know Philip and Alex from the pit crew. Uh, I saw them at a little family event, and yeah. Philip actually was telling me about how his uh not a, a, a different relative's kid you know and how um he was actually it had nothing to do with Aiden nothing right he was just shooting the shit and about how she came home she's probably about high school age she came home and she and, and she was like I love this guy he's the guy I'm going to marry and the guy even told the dad like I'm going to marry your daughter and then some drama happened and they like ran away and then they moved in with his family and then you know that lasted like a day and then like mm-hmm. they broke up and he was like yeah you know just dumb high school they just they don't know what they want they don't live, they haven't lived life you know they don't they think they're gonna get married because they fall in love with the first person they see and it, it made me think of you know him i was like mm-hmm. oh that's probably yeah I'm just caught up in the middle of that. That's why I am in this new, like, I don't want to fucking date anybody young anymore. I think my 30 is now my, well, let me see. The, the, the rule of thumb is half your age plus seven. So I'm 35. So, <laughs> uh, no, that would be about 30, like 29 or 30. Okay. You know, it's actually technically exactly 29. And I yeah. think I, I kind of want to hold to that rule now. Yeah. I, I have found that, I just feel more comfortable around people my age and that, I mean, look, it's not like I'm looking at a porn and there's a 25 year old in it and I'm like, gross, Mm -hmm. but it's rather like to actually like sit in a room and do the things required that are required to get me there. I don't think it could be done by like somebody that young anymore. Mm -hmm. Not that easily anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, it requires a real really special kind of like yeah person to i think yeah well i think where i kind of messed up was 
and this is not Aiden's fault, Aiden's just being Aiden, you know, is getting myself in the mess to begin with because now it's just, now it's a mess, you know, now it's like an emotion, like, I can't speak for him, but I genuinely do care about him. Does that make sense? But I should have never put myself yeah. in that position to begin with. So, whatever. Hopefully, Danny works out. Well, because I really, I was telling John Paul actually I had a conversation with John Paul. Danny works out. <laughs> oh, Danny works out. Yeah, he, he does work out. He sure works out. Um. Oh, Lori Rodkamp just read. Oh, hold on for. <laughs> Lori's in the chat room, everybody. So of course, uh, that could only mean um, you know, one thing. Lori's doing the Lori show. She says, quote, approve isn't the right word. Yeah, Mike Lawson. That's why Joe said ship. <laughs> I, don't even know I still what. don't understand the ship thing. So <laughs> It's just like a very Gen Z term to say, like, I ship it. You know, like if, if, if I said, like, like if you're like, oh, I'm going to go with that lawyer. I, I think I like the therapist. Oh, no, I, I like the therapist, Joe. I'm going to not have anybody else. I'm going to, you know, I like the therapist. And I go, I ship it. That means I approve of you choosing the lawyer. Like, in other words, gotcha. I know you ship me and Danny. Gotcha. You know, you ship it with me and Danny. Uh, huh. And I would never use that term. It's just funny to say. You know, like, I think it's funny to be very fellow kids about it. Anyway, the point is, Mike Lawson, it's a fucking mess. All right, what else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, I wanted to tell one more story, mm-hmm. Joey, that I just thought of. That um, So... I sort of had some New Year pl- New Year's plans mm-hmm. with um I've told you this dude I'm dating. I don't think we've talked names, but he is a personal trainer mm-hmm. and a spin instructor, you know this guy? Yes. Um so we had some New Year's plans. We were going to go camping maybe, but then like planning stuff just kept getting kicked down and kicked down and like not talked about and therefore like in my head, I'm like, this isn't gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I was in, I think I was in Phoenix when it happened, but he texts me and he was like, hey, good news. Um, oh, one of the like potential camping situations was in a, a cabin that he sometimes uses that is owned by a friend but stays empty most of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he texts me and he's like, good news. That friend told me I can use the cabin. It's available March 1st through... March 1st? Whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, good. New Year's isn't happening because Mm -hmm. that's so close anyway. He's kicking it down the road to the beginning of March. Yeah, exactly. That's so far away. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even need to worry about getting the days off work Mm -hmm. if I need to. Like, Mm -hmm. I could put them in, you know... When I get back from Phoenix, okay? Mm-hmm. Slips my mind. Time kind of goes by. We, we've we had just a couple of dates. We've sort of been slipping into a weird, like, I go over to his house and we'll, like, play video games and chill or something. And um, just haven't really talked about it, okay? Mm-hmm. So last night we're hanging out mm-hmm. and doing whatever, mm-hmm. ordering a pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And being fat yeah. and being uh, I don't think you guys know. Uh, you and your personal trainer are being fat. <laughs> Lori and I would like to have a word with you. And he uh, and smoking weed, mm-hmm. um, which is something we do together as well. Mm-hmm. And we, he 
meant he just kind of randomly said something about like when we leave on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do you, and he, by the way, he was telling me this story about like how the holidays were hard for him and how like um the few friends that kind of like he has kind of are, disappear around the holidays and I don't know, he feels like unheard, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. It's kind of boiled down. He's not, he's just not feeling heard right now. Yeah. So I'm sitting there trying to listen, but then I'm like, wait, what? We're we're going on the trip for New Year's actually and not March 1st. And, like, we didn't pull up the text, but I was like, I'm certain your text said March 1st, but, like, I can make New Year's happen. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's what I'm doing now next week is going to a cabin, I guess. Oh, my God. For New Year's Eve? Yeah, and I wasn't planning on it, but I guess I'm going to now. Is it really sad? I think you were the one that called this. It was you or Taylor. Well, I have no New Year's Eve plans. And I, and I hesitate saying this because it's coming out the day before New Year's. So I'm not making any promises to people who are listening. Because sometimes yeah. it's been the past five years uh, at 4 p.m. on New Year's Eve. I make I, everyone should know I hate New Year's Eve, right? And we're going to get back to your New Year's Eve, Mike Lawson. Yeah. I hate New Year's Eve. Hate it with a passion. So I intentionally don't make plans. But it has been happening the past four or five years that like 4 or 5 p.m., 6 p.m. on New Year's Eve, Chris and Mercedes are like, ugh, we're not going anywhere for New Year's Eve. Um, come come over, over, let's just watch screeners, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm not promising that won't happen. I don't, I don't get the sense it's going to happen this year. I just don't get that sense. So uh, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I'll do like a little New Year's Eve show. I'm not promising that. Don't start making plans around it. People. You know who you should invite? Who? Joey Buhecker, because he does it. Remember, he does it every year. Yeah, because it's his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. This this is awful, Joe. Are they still making a show? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know. You'd be funny <laughs> if I invited like Donna Sugars and Wendy onto the show. <laughs> yeah, by the way, if you guys aren't in and the Gary, channel, yeah, oh, and Gary, yeah, Gary and, and Mike and uh, Matthew, Matt, Matt and um, Mark. Mark, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel Brewer. <laughs> okay, now, uh, everyone should and know. And Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when um, when Carlo left, when Carlo left, I gave him a little gift, okay? And it was mm-hmm. the Christmas ornament that Gus Chad made of me being a diva. Remember Gus Chad was mad at me, so he made a Christmas ornament as me as a diva? <laughs> so i i gave him that christmas ornament as a gift because i you know i'd behave like a diva at certain points right and yeah. um what's funny is i didn't realize there was another christmas ornament with it where i had specifically requested a christmas ornament of daniel brewer dancing with betsy carmichael <laughs> do you remember this and it exists oh no. yeah i have it i have it yeah i have it here i'll send it to you yeah he gus chad made a christmas ornament and it's Daniel Brewer and Betsy Carmichael happily dancing together. Didn't he stop listening to us? Yeah, like he got we, mad at us for some reason. Did we do something wrong? Yeah, or? yeah, we did. I don't know. Who knows, right? I said I wouldn't date someone with the bird. No, he that got over that. Man. He got over it. We actually had a conversation with him on the phone. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure it's just charging a dollar. You know? Some people got mad about that. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, um, so New Year's Eve. So are you excited to spend New Year's Eve with the personal trainer? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm I am and 
in a way, like I don't love the holiday similar mm-hmm. to you. So in a way, just like one person going pretty, I mean, we're driving probably two hours to get there. So like, it's pretty rural. I won't have cell coverage. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. My you know, parents, my parents are going out. Yeah. God, I sound fucking 15 years old right now. <laughs> my parents are going out. So I, John Paul gave me, he goes here. I don't want this anymore. It, it makes me cough. Uh, it's a vape pen with 80 hits on it. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, I might just like take a fucking hit. Yeah. Order fucking pizza. Yeah. And just binge like the crown or something. I don't know what yeah. I'm going to binge, right? That was kind of my uh my Christmas, mm-hmm. to be honest. I, well, I got high. I order, I got, I got high. I was going to just kind of like order food like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have something delivered, like Uber Eats or something. But mm-hmm. um, oh, I was in the city, by the way, watching a friend's dog. So mm-hmm. I had a place to myself. Mm-hmm. I binge watched something, but then a coworker mine who fish, and we've been talking about this fish deli. Like, hey, my sister and I are going to the same. You know, your dog sitting. So I went out and like had lunch with two people mm-hmm. at a Jewish deli. Spent a ton of money because I ate a ton of food. Mm-hmm. Brought everything home and, like, continued to eat when I got there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, watched this Don't Fuck With Cats oh, or whatever. Oh, you should go. Lori and I are going to do a very special Afterthought Media um, recap of that documentary. You should you should join okay. us. Yeah. Mostly yeah, because you can give. I will give, certainly because, listen. you know, I'm, Lori and I are just going to do the viewer's perspective. Taylor's agreed to come on. He's going to do the mental health perspective. But oh, you wow. could do the okay. serial killer perspective. Well, I <laughs> I like it. I love you and uh, Lori talking together. I would never like show up in the chat and like correct your word, her, her words or anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I will say, uh, hold on for a second. <laughs> in response to you saying that uh, you and the personal trainer are going to be fat. Lori did write, I am eating French fries on my way to eat pizza. Don't you dare call yourself fat. Which it, made, it made me chuckle on, on the air, actually, when it happened. Yeah. Um, um, oh, one more thing. You know, Zippers brought this up in the ears, chat that's room. That's kind of my life. Yeah. Well, no. Zippers brought this up in the chat room while we were talking. Is she wanted, uh, Zippers, man or woman, they wanted to hear about um, the giant meetup of Catching Up. Oh, yeah. Everyone should know, because uh, so, I knew it was going to be a big meetup. I brought every single piece of merch that I had, so I could give it out to all the fans. And I was thinking, like, God, not everybody might get a piece of merch. I don't know. It's going to be awkward. But go ahead, Mike. Yeah. We walked from the Castro to Hazel. Mm-hmm. And, Southern Barn uh, Kitchen. Bri- Brian and uh, Tim in Alaska showed up. <laughs> and by the way, and they're married. So a oh, married people couple. in the chat wanted to guess the number. I already uh, blew it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim in Alaska and his husband Brian showed up. Right. Um, and they were very, very nice. In fact, I didn't want to carry all the merch with me. And uh, so they agreed because they live in an apartment. Like <laughs> I saw the comment you're laughing at, too. Uh, they live in an apartment um, almost across the street from the theater. Seriously, so close to my job, yeah. and uh, what a great like place too for uh, them to Francisco. Oh, I want to Mike Lawson about something. Obsessed with yeah. What? Okay, I'm just obsessed with how much they spent on it. Like, I don't want to know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Tim in Alaska listens occasionally. Don't mm-hmm. tell me if you are hearing this. I just, mm-hmm. I in my head, I'm speculating because I know it wasn't a cheap mm-hmm. place. Yeah. No, you could tell it wasn't a cheap place. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, okay, everyone should know, I am I'm uber concerned with being, you know, everyone getting their fair share, getting what they deserve, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes things happen when you're just oh. so busy, right? So it was sat that Saturday was a crazy day. Mike's already said, like I drove from I woke up at five in the morning. I drove from Los Angeles to the Bay Area immediately. There was like zero time. I threw clothes on. You checked into an Airbnb, which is a Airbnb. thing. Yeah, you checked got into an Airbnb. Here. We got on a train. Got we on went a to train. A yeah, we went to the Castro. Then we went to dinner, and then it was like, oh my god, we got because Mike was concerned about the theater. And oh, please take this uh, merch, and we don't know if we're gonna make it on time. And so even so, Tim in Alaska and Brian, his uh, husband, were like, don't worry, just we'll get the check, and then you pay us back after the show, right? Right. So, and then, so after the show, Mike's like, I, you know, I have like, cause our part was around 60 bucks, you know, the, all the three of us, Mike's like, I literally have $60 in cash, you know? Yeah. So Mike goes and gives them $60 in cash. And then as a joke, I leave two catching up. I thought it was a joke. Everybody was seeing. I think no one saw it where first I just put one coaster down and then yeah. I thought about it. And I gave him two coasters. I didn't even see you put <laughs> any of them down. Exactly. No one saw this joke. So, uh, so then we leave, right? And so we're on the bar. I'm just doing math in my head, and I'm like, oh well, you know, sixty dollars. Doing the math, what I had and what Carla had. I'm like, you know, it came out to about a third, you know. So I go, mm-hmm. I'll just give Mike Lawson forty bucks, you know, blah 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 blah. And all was right in the world. No, because in the middle of the night, I woke up and I went like literally like shot up, and I was like. Mike Lawson got us into Hamilton, and he was showing us around the city. I should have just fucking covered his dinner. And so oh. um, I think I waited till the morning. I didn't, I didn't know if it was going to wake you up or not. So then I waited till the morning, and then I Venmoed you the other $20. But, uh, yeah, so we go to their house, a uh, beautiful place. And, um, yeah, I wish there was – I mean, they're so nice, and uh, there's not really much else to say, is there? No, it, it was a nice – it was nice to chat with them. Like we we know them, or you know, I've had dinner with them before and stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't like strangers. It was good. Yeah. Um, and then I and wish Car- other people and they, came. and they loved Carlo, and they were talking to Carlo, and you know, whatever. Yeah. So. You know, whatever. <laughs> oh, by the way, when we were at Hamilton. I could feel Mike Lawson's blood boiling. Why? So we're sitting there, right? And then there yeah. were like, these four seats that were just open next to us. Oh, fuck those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell the story. Well, no. There were four empty seats like immediately next to me. Joe's on the aisle. Carla's between us. Okay. So those empty seats, I know that the people are running late. The lights go down. I'm like, great. They're going to come in right after the first number. We're going to have to get up. It's going to be annoying, but... Mm-hmm. At least it'll get taken care of. Mm-hmm. They didn't show up. So I kind of started celebrating. Yeah. And kind of, you know, was able to cross my legs and was comfortable. I enjoy that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. They came in, Joey, an hour, right? They came in an hour late, Mike Lawson. Yeah. It was incredible. But I mean, I mean, I guess if you have tickets and you're running that late, it's either that or not come. Well, you had a really good theory because the, the play did start earlier than most plays do. It started at 7. 
And yeah. uh, you're, I think you said that you, they thought it was started at eight because they literally started showing up around yeah. eight. Yeah, I feel like I mean that's something I've heard happen, you know, before previously mm-hmm. to other people. So mm-hmm. huh. okay, so I it have, was annoying, but the show was good. Yeah. I think everything was great. I have one more story. Might as well get it out because we're not going to. I don't want to wait a whole week. You know, is yeah. um. Uh, you know, I've, I'm doing a lot of visiting with people uh, over the course of the next, you know, between Christmas and New Year's Eve. And uh, I saw John Paul yesterday. And we, the, the oh, whole, yeah. all we were going to do is super casual. We were just going to get ice cream, shoot the shit. I was going to go home. Right? Yeah. He follows me on Twitter now. Oh, we're I was like with him when he decided to follow friends. you on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway... I was telling him, he goes like, wow, Mike Lawson has like over 6,000 followers on Twitter. Why? And I go, oh, he's like a celebrity. Don't you know this? Mike Lawson, <laughs> diabetes celebrity? Anyway. So I go, he wrote a children's book. He was like, what? He was like looking at the children's book. And he's like, wow. So then uh, we're at ice cream. And then he's like, do you want to go see a movie? And I said, honestly... I'm all movied out. I had seen Star Wars twice. Then the day before, John Paul and I had seen Cats. Have you seen Cats? Not yet. Oh, you haven't? No. I really feel like I can wait till I stream it somewhere. Now it's time for Joe and Mike on the aisle. Today we're talking about two things, actually. We're talking about Cats... And then the actual thing Joe went to go see with John Paul. Let's talk about Cats first. L- okay. Let me tell everyone, I fucking loved Cats for all the wrong reasons. Okay? Yeah. It is a delicious, amazing train wreck. Okay? Yeah. And, um, but people, I mean, I wrote about it on Twitter, and people that I know who've been excited to see Cats uh have made that their like deciding factor to go see it and then like my friends michael and julia for instance they were dying to see it i told the, i had twitter i said what i felt about it, and they rushed out to go see it and then they left halfway through they hated it right and they knew <laughs> they knew it'd be bad but they were like we didn't think it was as gloriously bad as you thought and so the one thing i will say is both john paul and i know the music backwards and forwards like right. I could, st- I could start right now and sing you the whole show to Cats, okay? So that could be a part of it, right? Uh, I don't know, but I was just my mouth was agape the entire I think, film. I think Cats is a hard show to love, yeah. And the people that I know that love it, and there's not very many of them, no. but those people all have some sort of nostalgic connection to it, mm-hmm. and you know, loved it as a kid, and it was a thing that you know, was important to them when they were children mm-hmm. and helped them develop into someone who loves musicals. Yeah. So maybe those people can kind of get what you get out of it. I don't know. I don't love it. I'm interested in seeing the train wreck, but movies I think are the expensive. play. I think the play is a train wreck. Yeah, totally. So ever, people have been telling me like, they're like, well, I wonder if the play is any better. I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I think they improved on the play. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what you can do. I don't know. I feel like some there's something kind of cool about just seeing what can be done on a stage, right? Like that person is really doing that, not 
a CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could exactly, be interesting, yeah, but yeah. the CGI is it's awful. cool to see. Oh my god, they're really dancing. Yeah, no, the CGI is 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 atrocious, atrocious. Okay, yeah. So uh, we already seen cats. Okay, Star so Wars goes, twice. Star Wars twice, and he's gonna see 1917 with Evil John. You know, so and I promise to see it with Adam Vaught. So that, that didn't really leave many choices. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to go to one of those small Hollywood theaters and go see a play. Like one of those yeah. little plays. You know, like it'll be like some weird play. Like, you know, but, you know, like Angry Women on the Moon or something. That's a musical, you know, like in a little tiny yeah. 99 seat theater. Mm-hmm. But there weren't any because they were dark because of the holiday. So the only thing, not the only thing, but the only thing that piqued my interest was... Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake is in town. Okay, I had never, I didn't all know dudes. that much about him, huh? All dudes. It's not all dudes, but they did. They so basically, I didn't know this until I started. We agreed, so we got to go. So, um, Uncle Walt, as Evil John calls him, bought the tickets. You know, so they were of course amazing seats. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, so um. They're amazing seats. And so I started to do, do, do John Paul's tell me about him. So Matthew Bourne's a choreographer. And he basically took Swan Lake and the music, but he reimagined it. Does that make sense? They basically a reboot, if you will, of the idea. It's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't really follow the original story of the Swan Lake that you know or know of. It's its own thing, right? And it's essentially right. about this prince who is supposed to... Um, get with this girl but then he finds out it's a big trick on him so he's going to commit suicide and when he does when he thinks about committing suicide that's when the male swans come out and he realizes he's gay and there's a whole this drama that happens I'm not going to get into that much that right so I told John Bob, that might be interesting because I've never been to the ballet right Mike Lawson this is one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in a theater in my entire life. Oh, wow. It was breathtaking. Unfortunately, they're only doing LA, DC, and New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I encourage, if you are in, I've already called Sweet Michael that he has to go. I didn't call Evan because he's poor. But mm-hmm. if you are in DC or New York, I am telling you, you have to go see, or if you're anywhere where the tour is going, I think it's going to Europe after that. This it, it, the 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 ballet is twenty five years old, you know. Oh, actually, yeah. in Billy in Billy Elliot, remember at the end when he oh, uh-huh. he's playing the lead swan in uh, Matthew Bourne Swan Lake. That's who he's playing. Huh. So it, it, gotcha. it and it's on YouTube, but it doesn't ca- the YouTube they did they filmed it for a DVD. It doesn't capture just being there. I was like, I didn't know whether to cry. It's it's like. Hot, but not in the way you think it's hot. It's not like hot because there's man male bodies. It doesn't do anything for me. It's just very an erotic ballet kind of the way he designed it, and yeah. um, it's beautiful. I wanted to cry. It was so amazing. I cannot give it ten ten stars, ten thumbs up. That's what I'm giving it. Tens, so. tens, 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 cool. tens across the board for Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake. If you if you can go see it live, go see it. Thank you. Okay, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Um, so that was with John Paul. Oh, oh, that's not the point. That's not the point of the story. So we decided to go see it, right? Mike Lawson, we weren't going to go out. So I looked horrible. I didn't. I, I know I sent a selfie, but my face got cut out. I yeah. hadn't shaved like in multiple. Like I needed a <laughs> shave. 
My hair yeah. was like not done at all. I was dressed in my typical Joe Batanz, like black hoodie and shitty gross jeans and like tennis shoes. John Paul looked better than I did, but it was just like looked like he was gonna make a run to Target, you know. Everybody there was, and I we, I know I've told a story like this before, right? So it wasn't as bad as when we went to the opera and everybody was like in tuxedos. Yeah, but we <laughs> did because at least when we went to the opera. We were like showered and shaved. We were just in sweaters and khakis, right. right? This is I am in literally like faded jeans with like queso dip on them or some gross food on like I they must have thought like a homeless person won tickets in a giveaway or something like that. <laughs> and at, at and John Paul's like, Oh my god, we're so in a dress. I'm like, at the end of the day, we have fucking badass seats. They can go fuck themselves. Like I don't care. Yeah. Right? Just enjoy the show, yeah. yeah Who yeah, cares yeah. what they think? Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Andre in the UK says, yeah, I should see Bourne's The Car Man. Uh, John Paul has seen all the Matthew Bourne stuff, and he says that it's Car Man's amazing. John Paul's favorite is one called Play Without Words. Anyway, mm. I'm, I'm now, I'm now, I'm now uh, a big Matthew Bourne fan. This Swan Lake. Oh, my God. Thank you. Cool. Uh, what are, where are we at in the show? Are we doing the show? Now, what do you got going on next week, Mike? Uh, New Year's, that's a thing. Um, that's it. Just living my life. <laughs> um, it seems like my weekend Ed, is being an ethical day. slut. Oh, yeah, ethical slut. Well, it seems like we're paying off for you. You were an ethical slut, and then all of a sudden now you're having sex with this guy that you weren't into. Well, like, I, I'm really into him, but like, not into hanging out too much, you know? Mm hmm. Oh, so you? I don't know. We might like just a, fuck once. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. He might be terrible in bed. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he just has a really good body too, though. I'm really into it. He my type T. Look, that's like look. That's how I kind of feel about Danny. Like, look. Yeah. At the end of the day, look, Danny and I really did, and that's the thing I should update too. Like my whole thing of Danny was boring. He wasn't that boring. Uh, this last day. time? Yeah, there was a really strong connection. It wasn't just me wanting to fuck him. Like, I was like, oh, we actually had a lot to talk about. And I was like, I, that's why I think I got very flirty. was like, I actually think I could see myself in a relationship with him. Yeah. And yeah, keep that up. Like, make plans well, soon. I, I, I'm trying to nurture that. <laughs> I'm trying to nurture that. Yeah, well, I'm going to check and see if we can see that hockey game. So, anyway, but no, but I saw him walk around like, God, I could, f- I could fuck the shit out of this Danny. Thank you. Yeah, uh, if I fuck the shit, I hope he has that uh, that but that shower enema stick or whatever it is. What is it again? It's like a yeah, like a douche wand that connects to a shower head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen those though. Yeah, I know about those. Um, okay, what do I got? I might go see 1917 tonight with Adam Vaught. By the mm-hmm. way. Adam Vaught asked me to go with him yesterday because he was he he was just done with his iPhone seven, right? He says he can't with it like his screen is cracked and all this stuff, right? Yeah. And so he makes a deal to buy an iPhone ten from this guy for an undisclosed amount. I won't tell you what it is. Not my business to share that, right? But as we're going, I with him as we're driving to make the exchange, <clears throat> he's telling me like, "What a piece of shit this iPhone seven is he has." And that he doesn't, you know, he he's gonna throw it. It's awful. He wouldn't wish it on his worst worst enemy. He's gonna throw it away. All this stuff, right? And I'm thinking, you know, actually, because the phone works. He's like, he doesn't like the camera or something. I don't know the weird little things, you know, that he doesn't like. Okay. 
my parents need to get an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. So my brother and I were going to just will our iPhones when we got the in twenty October of twenty nineteen. We were gonna, we were going to get the newest iPhones, and we're like, it's not that great of an update. We'll wait a year. Our iPhones our iPhones are fine. But we had originally intended to will those to my parents. Okay. Yeah. So now we're waiting for twenty twenty, and so I was like, they should still have iPhones though. Like even if it's like because their phones that they have now are like worse than anything. They don't hold a charge for more than thirty minutes or anything. So I go, uh, well, if you're gonna get rid of that phone, what would you want for it? I'm playing the I'm playing the American Canadian dance here, and I'm thinking he's gonna be like, oh, Joe, I'd I'd pay you to take it, right? Yeah. He's like, hmm, seventy bucks. Okay. And I was like, what? You just you don't said- think it's worth seventy bucks? Well, if he's gonna throw it away, I was gonna go. If you're gonna throw it away. Meanwhile, I just to see, I text John Paul and I say, "Do you have an iPhone lying around?" He goes, "Yes, please take it off my hands. I'll just give it to you." And I was like, "There you go." Well, now you have two iPhones. Well, the one, tricky and they only cost you seventy bucks. <laughs> the tricky thing with John Paul is I got to take it to a Verizon store first because it's AT and T, and the Verizon guy told me that um, some iPhones will work, some won't. So I got to check first before I take his free phone. Anyway, thank you. Anyway, well, 1917 with Adam Vaught, and then doing a couple of things tomorrow. And then after that, I really have no official plans. Well, I can't wait to hear about your week when we catch up next week. Yep, nice next nice week. catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 